This is Presenting the Producer, a podcast for aspiring producers. I'm Lisa Tuig, your host. Over the previous episodes, we've looked at paths into the industry, the duties of an assistant producer, how to find, nail and pull off a good interview, and what you can expect your first time phone-opping at a station. I can go and interview professionals, and I can blog supporting content, but I can't give you everything. A certain amount of knowledge only comes with time. But what I can do for you is ask professionals what they wish they had known when they started. In this episode, I share their answers and I found it fascinating. No two answers were the same. Each one reflects the individual experiences each producer has had in this industry. Tim Johns, the producer of The Jeremy Vine Show, was very honest about the doubt he had had as a student a doubt that anyone starting out can relate to. Yes, I think it is that the secret, the top secret to all of this is common sense. I think when I was growing up, I knew I wanted to be a BBC journalist and I didn't quite have the confidence to do it to start with. So I thought, I'll do a geography degree just in case. And then I did student radio anyway. And then I sort of went down the music route because I was still a bit scared that journalism seemed quite hard and stuff. And then I ended up really wanting to do it and then I ended up doing it and then I go oh, look I can do it and I find out I'm quite good at it it seems my boss seems happy with it and everything and I realize now that I have the confidence to say it that it's just like it's just common sense all of it and people can come on this program and answer the phones and they sort of live or die within a shift or two normally based purely on common sense it's almost like all other training everything out the window in that particular moment just about common sense so if you have that take heart and be confident that you can probably do quite a a few different things within the sphere of radio if that is the sphere you'd like to be in. Lucy Madge is a producer with the independent production company Something Else. She's now an executive producer and has done incredibly well working with indies. She gave me a quick fire list of things she'd wish she'd known when she first started. If you aspire to work with an indie listen up. I didn't know that much about indies, independent production companies, when I ended up working for one because my course at uni was quite BBC orientated and I think a lot of courses are and so we knew a lot about the BBC but we didn't really know about the landscape, other things that you can do and nowadays you can do so many things within the audio world it's not linear radio but it's still audio content so I wish I knew more about that I wish I knew more about indies and how they worked because obviously I found that out myself through climbing up the ladder I wish I'd known that the pay wasn't very good because you know the pay isn't great it's not tv but you know you do it because you enjoy it I wish I'd known about sort of when to I remember someone telling me once there's this arc and it's kind of you need the production company or the employer and then there's a tip and actually it comes to a point where actually they need you more than you need them so it's working out where that point is and knowing your worth I think is important. How important contacts are, I know it's quite an obvious point that obviously contacts are key especially when you're trying to get into the industry that is hugely important so I think I'll just emphasise that. And listening to as much as possible like stuff that maybe I wouldn't necessarily listen to I produced everything from dance music shows to 
Afrobeats musically everything and I had to widen my kind of horizons musically so listening across stuff that you might not listen to because you might learn something from listening to different content. Knowing your self-worth is so important especially for creatives. Unfortunately what Lucy Madge says is true it's not something you learn overnight it comes with time. I'd very much like to investigate how to build creative fearlessness in a future podcast. Don't believe the hype. Darry Samuels, a producer of Charlie Slot's weekday show over on Radio 1 Extra, spoke very much to the new producers joining the BBC and he advised them to stay grounded and creating engaging content for the audience should be the core focus of everything that they do. I think luckily because I came into media slightly older, I'd already had a sense of perspective. But I think when you get in, it's kind of easy to get carried away with all the razzmatazz and lose focus of what you're actually trying to do, which is deliver content that the audience appreciates. So I think it's easy to go on a path, creating ideas and, and doing stuff because it can be done. You know, oh, let's do a radio show. Where, where can we do it? Oh, we could do it at the top of the Eiffel Tower. Well, that'd be great. And we can invite, you know, it, it's kind of like blue sky thinking, which is cool in terms of brainstorming. But my approach is always the why should we do it for the top of the Eiffel Tower? Just because it can be done doesn't mean it should be done. And so it's kind of easy for for you to, to follow personal passions and focus on things which aren't necessarily in the best interest of the audience but because they fulfill your own personal kind of desires and wants especially because it's a fun kind of environment and media organizations like to recruit people with passion sometimes passion can be selfish and not for the greater good so I never studied radio or anything like that. Jack Howson is a freelance producer and has worked all across the BBC. When he looked back at what he wished he'd known, he touched on a sort of cruel irony you may well find yourself dealing with in the future. He's too busy with work to build on software skill set for work. Because I make loads of shows every week. You know, you're turning out content lots and you're editing interviews really quick and doing them. I would have liked to have the time to really refine my sound editing skills. So sound design is really important, I think, in radio and I'm okay at it, but I don't know all the stuff. So before I went into radio, I wish maybe I'd done sort of three months just really getting really good at Pro Tools or something like that. Because now I just, there's not so much time to do it once you once you, especially if you're freelance and you're good, the work just tends to build up really, so no time for that. I think the most important thing is you can work towards something that you enjoy with experience and I personally wouldn't be too concerned about the qualifications or exactly knowing the right people, especially at an early level. Jacob Rickard, the assistant producer on Annie Max show on Radio 1, credits his success to his skill set you can hear more about this in episode one, when he talks about his path into radio. And he says, if you're weak in a certain area, that's okay, as long as you're aware of it. 
I didn't go to university and it just didn't feel like it was necessary at the time because I was kind of already doing it. If you're at uni now and maybe you're doing student radio, that is the absolute perfect opportunity to be getting experience and seeing if it's for you. Don't worry if it isn't because there are loads of other media or music jobs that are similar but aren't in radio. And I think the more you do it, the more you'll just feel really confident in doing anything else. If you think, I really want to be a radio producer, but I'm not good enough, and there's a bit missing, like, I don't feel like I have very good ideas, or I'm not a very good technical audio editor and that kind of thing. Essentially, it doesn't matter if there's something that you can really focus on and work towards, and you know your strengths and weaknesses that you can bring to other things, then you will be a very valuable asset to the industry. What I would say to people who are looking to graduate or graduating soon is if you really want to work in the industry, it's really hard. But it separates the people who do and the people who don't. Phil Smith, Six Music's breakfast show producer, says when you're starting off, yes is the magic word. There aren't any jobs, but you can freelance. And freelance is the most important thing you can do because when you're young and you don't have responsibilities, like a marriage or a mortgage or a kid or anything like that, You can work stupid hours and you can work all across the country and you can say yes to more things. And it's the importance is saying yes to everything that comes your way. If someone offers you a job in Sheffield and you live in London, do it. Just go and take it. You could be there for three years and it'd be the best move of your life. If it doesn't work out, you can leave after two months and do something else. You've got to say yes to more things. Freelancing, I think, is really empowering for people actually nowadays because there are opportunities for you to freelance all over the place, but you have to go and create the contacts. You have to go and talk to those people and let people know that you're around. So it empowers you to do that. The more you do, the more opportunity you get back. Phone up and get program controllers numbers, get their Twitter handle, talk to them online. Go to Radio Academy events, join the Radio Academy. Go to all those radio events and make contact with people. It's doable because I see it every other week here. Somebody new comes in and freelances. There are so many opportunities, but you just have to work at it. Don't think that having a media or a radio degree separates you out from anybody else. It really doesn't. You have got experience above maybe other people who haven't done any student radio or haven't done a radio degree. But everybody has a step in the door and has to learn new systems, has to learn the way that a radio network works, has to work with your colleagues, all those sorts of things. So you are all at the same grade when you start. And it's just the people who make those contacts and go and meet people and work hard, say yes to everything that you can. I think that's really important to do because people worry when they say there's no jobs. I think that doesn't really matter if you can freelance. Freelance is really, really important. Not just within the BBC, you know, as we said, other commercial stations, other commercial groups, production companies, Wise Buddha, something else, people like that always need radio people. And also think about the times people are going away on holiday. So in the summer or at Christmas, we always need lots of freelancers around those times because we've got a small skeleton staff here and we take holidays. It's making those calls and finding out and looking on Twitter and all those sorts of things. It's doable because I see it every other week here. Somebody new comes in and freelances. There are so many opportunities, but you just have to work at it. You're your best advocate starting out. And I'll save you some time and tell you that everyone from the seasoned to the newbie hates networking. But it's an essential part of this industry. Again, networking skills don't come naturally either. You very much learn it which is why I've posted some supportive material over on the podcast blog, presenting the producer.blogspot.co.uk. Go check it out and start polishing up your skills. I think the best advice someone could have given me when I first started working in radio would be to really, really understand all different aspects of it. Ian Parkinson is an executive producer for the indie Folded Wing. 
When he looks back, he wishes he'd maintained his technical skill set, a bit like Jack Howson. It's weird, I started in commercial radio where you had to do everything, you had to record everything yourself, you had to edit everything yourself, you had to write everything yourself. You were a, you know, a one-person operation. After a couple of years, I went to the BBC where you had much more technical resources and people to do the editing, people to do the recording, people to do all kinds of other things. And it was a much more professional operation, but you kind of lost some of that hands-on-ness. And I think that if someone had said to me at that point, never give up learning new stuff and learning every single aspect and learning everything, and don't leave it up to other people, really kind of keep an eye on the sound recording, on the editing and everything. I think that would have stood me in better stead later on. I think the other thing to say is don't have a fixed idea of what this is going to lead to. And I think I did, like most people, have a fixed idea. Yeah, I went into news reporting imagining I was going to be a foreign correspondent and imagining that was going to be what I was going to be doing for the rest of my career. I did a bit of that. I did quite a lot of reporting. But in the end, my career just took me purely through luck into all kinds of different and really much more interesting areas and I've had a sort of really varied career and I think that it would have been easy along the way to think no I shouldn't do that because that's not on my career plan you know don't necessarily have a career plan because there's all kinds of opportunities that come up and most of the time if you take them they'll be really good. And what he says is true Sometimes we go into a situation so determined for it to be one way that we're blind to the other, far more interesting possibilities. Ambition is marvellous, but as you scale ladders in the industry, remember to keep yourself open to wider possibilities. And before we wrap up this episode, we're going to hear a closing word from Phil Smith, who remembers vividly the fear after university. When you are graduating, I think you are thinking about exams, graduating. And then you don't know after that because you don't know what, what's going to happen. It's so, so scary. And this is just from my wife and I, both of our, our experience. You come back and you think you should be in a world of work, but things aren't happening. You have pressure from all round because you're not earning or you don't really know what you want to do. It's a really scary time, but it's not always going to be scary. Things happen you just have to put yourself out for things to happen and don't lose heart as well it is it's horrible when you send out 100 letters and you get 95 rejection letters but two months time somebody might have got that and will phone you up and say you look at we've got something here it might it's just phone answering but if you say yes to it it's a step the more things you say yes to the more work you do the more people you meet the more events you go to the more letters you send off the more tweets you write something always happens but you can't sit there and expect it to happen because you've got a radio degree you've got to go out and push it and you've got to do something every day to make that happen if you've graduated and you're sitting at home in your parents house and nothing's happening you've got to make yourself think i'm going to do one thing every day for this week i'm going to talk to one person go to one place or i've got to do one thing because then you're getting that ball rolling and i think that's really important to do Otherwise, you sit there and you expect it to happen and it doesn't happen. You've got to believe in who you are and what you do and your skills and your talent. Everybody has skills and talent. You have to sell yourself 
So you have to be the person. No one's gonna stand up for you. You're the only person that can do it. You have to believe in yourself because no one else will. And I think that's really, I think that's important to do. But it's, it's tough. It's really hard for you to sell your own, sell yourself. But the more you do it, the, the better you'll get at it and the more confidence you have. And one person believes in you, that'll give you a load of confidence. But you've got to put yourself in that position first of all, I think. I hope this episode gave you something to store away and something to mull over. Yes, the radio industry is a challenge to crack, but it's not impossible. I hope this episode was useful. You can let me know in an iTunes review. I guarantee I read each and every single one. And if there's anything in particular you'd like to discuss, feel free to drop me an email, presentingtheproducer at gmail.com, on Facebook, or get me on Twitter, at PTProducer. Also, important announcement, presenting the producer is going to be taking a small break for now. I'm just about to finish my master's in radio at Sunderland University, and I need some time to figure out where I'm going next. Until then, the Presenting the Producer blog will stay updated with material for you. Keep in touch with your thoughts, presentingtheproducer at gmail.com, on Facebook, or tweet me, at PTProducer. Be back real soon.